Oh man, this is the wrong background. Holy moly. Holy nun pizza with left beef. Was not ready for that one. Forgot to change the background. Here we are. Uh, that's oh also goodness. the wrong one. Uh, that's also the wrong one. I don't know. There we go. The overlay is finally correct. I don't even have the topic right correct right now. It's a disaster of an opener to the show. Uh, I'm still listening to the music off of Spotify right now. And I gotta tell what you guys, it's actually kind of... What just happened? Bobbing. Also, we've been muted this entire time. Isn't that crazy? Nobody knows that. And uh, look, what an amazing show. Already, holy nun pizza with left beef. This is Flight Check Season 3, Episode 6. After that oh, incredible man. opening, uh, we are here ready to discuss with you FlyQuest. Uh, their oh, first loss of the season coming against our longtime frustrations in TSM. Uh, yeah. Actually, if you guys will recall, there was this weird thing on uh, Thursday. You know, the LCS broadcast mm -hmm. was like, hey, uh, yeah, FlyQuest and TSM, they're just not going to play. Um, mm. And uh, that was weird. Yeah, that know? was a little, little odd. I, I didn't it's understand strange. that. It I was, mean, I, whatever, <laughs> was not, not typical um, for how things usually go. But, you know, it was understandable. Um, I heard there were latency issues, so they just decided, you know, we'll call the game another day. Yeah, you know, it, there's just no need to, um, you know, play the game when latency issues are causing such problems amongst the amongst the players, amongst the computers, things and, like that. I'm sure TSM was feeling a little down after that loss to CLG, who was doing terribly the weeks before, too. I mean, oh, like, yeah. their mental was just absolutely shot. Riot just was like, you know what? Y'all have had a rough couple of years, even. Uh, mm -hmm. You just take the day off. FlyQuest was going to beat you anyway. We'll just we'll we'll remove the, we'll reschedule it. Don't worry about it. Exactly. Yeah, well, uh, you know, my name as always <laughs> is Sandy Toes, and to my left in his proper place, and to my extra left in his proper place are my fellow hosts Knoxwar and Curly Double Q. Gentlemen, Super Week has come and gone. Uh, some great games from this weekend. Some great games in the Challengers League as well. We'll be sure to talk about that. Uh, Fly Challengers versus Wildcard Game 2. Dude, my, my poor freaking heart. The, which was a uh, banger uh, from start to finish. And lots more to discuss. Uh, Ayla back in LA. So plenty to discuss there. Uh, how are you guys feeling? 8-1... Halfway through the split, things look good. I have some, a couple cracks in the armor that I've noticed, uh, but in both the TSM game and the CLG game, I would say. But so far, right now, I feel pretty good about things. Curly, how are you feeling about eight and one, and best team in the league after we get halfway through the season? Honestly, we're cruising. Things are fine. Yeah. Yeah, you, you take a stumble here or there, like it's not a clean road to the top, and uh, you gotta you gotta gotta look out for the people, you know, down at your feet. It's as, true. Uh, it's true. As they say sometimes. Yeah. 
Uh, Nox, how about you? I mean, it, it's completely normal to get like chinks in your armor, right? Stuff gets busted up. You're 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 playing all these teams. You're gonna get pushed, and you're gonna get knocked down every now and then, right? And so, mm -hmm. it is what it is. It's part of the process of going through things. You 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 take you take your licks and you give them as well. And so this yeah. just happened to be the one time we, we took a lick. It happens. I yeah. And if anything, uh, and we'll go more into depth to do it. I I thought it was a very good loss at that. As a matter of fact, it wasn't us making multiple unforced errors, not to say that there weren't, but it was TSM playing legitimately well. So hopefully we learn from that and we'll carry on from there. Yeah, no, I uh, totally agree. I think we are in a great position uh, already halfway through the season. You could argue, I mean, we're basically, if historical trends hold, we probably just need to win one more game, maybe a second. Uh, in order to qualify for playoffs. Um, I mean, technically, right now, uh, as long as we win, like, five more games, we'd be there. So, go five and four in the second half of the split. Not what we would want, but hey, uh, it would get us into playoffs. I mean, that's, and that's really all you need, uh, is something mm -hmm. like that. So... Uh, with that, I think it is time, though, to check in around the league. Uh, Curly, I'm going to go to you first. Sure. Standout story for you from Super Week, and and from that point, I guess, maybe for this first half of the split overall, what has been the most, some of the more surprising or interesting storylines for you? I'd say uh, for Super Week, the biggest thing is the flop of 100 Thieves and the rise of Golden Guardians. Mm. Um, because, you know, 100 Thieves going completely winless, and on the flip side, Golden Guardians going completely lossless, which I'd say are pretty unexpected for both rosters. So this Super Week really turning into some great content and uh, interesting shifts in the standing and such, like... If you looked at the rosters at the beginning of this year and told me that Golden Guardians would have a game up on 100 Thieves in the standings, I'd be like, no. <laughs> I would simply say, you are telling me falsehoods. Like, you know how everyone gave me a, hmm, look when I put 100 Thieves sixth place last year? Right. Well, uh, I guess I was just a year ahead, because uh, that's where they're sitting right now. But yeah, so it's interesting to me, because like 100 Thieves had kind of earned my respect. I like... I admittedly am very hard on Doublelift and Bjergsen. Not Bjergsen as much, but definitely Doublelift. I do think he's overhyped as a GOAT. Um, but then he was, you know, showing some good uh, strengths, and then the whole team just kind of seemed to implode this week. But Golden Guardians, I'm not as surprised as I should be with how the last week uh, went, because mm -hmm. they had, like, the first three weeks leading in, up to the Super Week, I'd say they actually had some really solid matches. And they even gave us a tough time. So, like, I think they are the dark horse of the split, if not TSM. Because they definitely, I think, are doing more with a unexpected roster than other people probably would be able to. Like, an arrow making some good moves over there. Yeah, He's running, running a tight ship, so mad respect to the Golden Guardians. And uh, to my friends over at 100 Talk Pod. I wish you the best. I hope things get better. I want you to stay alive well enough so we can kick your ass in playoffs. Mm, indeed. Uh, great thoughts. Uh, Knox, how about you? What's your standout 
storylines from the season and from Super Week? Uh, I was going to say, personally, Team Liquid 0-3. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was like, come on, guys, you got to get one there. Um, for an all-Korean-speaking roster with the mentality that they've been touting about how we're going to be working harder than anyone else and all this stuff, it's just like, whoo, what a fall from grace, right? Yeah, um, yeah. It, it is just, it is not pretty. Um, along with that, I would say, just because it's my power rankings, right? And we'll get more into that here in a little bit, but CLG with the bounce back, 2-1, and one, only lost being to FlyQuest, which is nothing to be ashamed about. Um... Technically, very technically, but I'm still gonna I'm gonna take it. I put CLG above Hundred Thieves, and mm. technically they're both four and five. However, CLG has one win over Hundred Thieves, therefore they are above One Hundred Thieves in the ranking, just like how I had them. So everything is going perfectly according to plan. Just don't look at anything else in my power rankings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Uh, yeah, I think for me. Curly, you kind of stole mine already, uh, but Golden Guardians, 5-4, and four, looking way better. They had the 3-0 Super Week after the 2-0 Week 3. So, like, if you look at the trajectory of this team, so Week 1, they've got their uh, Challengers sub-midlaner Young in. Gory comes in for Week 2, but it's he's literally been there for, like, probably... Less than a week, right? Or about a week, so not a lot of time. Uh, We beat them, and then they lose to TL. Then they start picking up... They After that, they start playing the easier teams. Uh, That being CLG, Immortals, uh, TSM, Dignitas, and 100 Thieves. And 100 Thieves now falling... After their four-game loss streak to four and five, Golden Guardians, all of their wins uh, have come against people under them in the standings. All their losses have come against FlyQuest, Cloud9, EG, and Team Liquid, who's sitting down there in eighth. So realistically, Golden Guardians—the only teams that they're like losing to right now—are the top three top of, teams yep. and Team Liquid. That's a good resume, in my opinion. Like, if you're a Golden uh-huh. Guardians fan, you've got to be feeling pretty good because you are outpacing expectations immeasurably. Uh, so they are my... I, I'm making... They're my storyline for both the season and uh, Super Week because they are th- they went 3-0 in the Super Week. Doesn't feel like it was talked about a lot. They're on a five-game win streak. Uh, and they're looking really good. Uh, I will actually, I will amend. Here's my here's my season long storyline. Dignitas is zero and nine. Oh, um, yeah. Dignitas <laughs> is zero and nine, and the fact that we haven't seen any kind of communication about like, yeah, we've got this challengers roster that's kicking ass. I think they're in, seventeen and three now. Yeah, NACL, uh, eighteen and four, tied 18 with four. Sorry, tied with uh, Cloud Nine Challengers in game record. I think technically behind by series record, but 
Who's counting? They they do not go by series, which is kind of annoying in a weird that is sense. They only go weird. by the actual game count. Well, I mean, there you go. Uh, so tied for first, then, Cloud9 Challengers. You've got, again, remind reminder that this is Hoon, XU, Insanity, Tomo, and Diamond. I mean, when do you bring in Tomo and Diamond? This is not a Dignitas podcast, obviously, but, like... Preferably next week. <laughs> like, you're, face facts, Dignitas. Your season's over. You're not yeah. gonna. You're not gonna reverse this and go nine zero. And and if you do, I will. I will eat this gangplank barrel live on stream. <laughs> I was gonna say, is there a bed coming? <laughs> I will eat the gangplank barrel, right here, on stream. I will slowly consume it. If you go nine and zero, it's not happening. So. It's time to sub in some of your challengers players. Anyway, that's my that's my unhinged <laughs> rant for the night. Uh, any other thoughts around the league before we move over to FlyQuest? Uh, no. I mean, it should be mentioned, I guess, if we're talking about the league really quick. Uh, Cloud9 is promoting Jimenez yes. to the starting roster, which that will be very interesting to watch because I think he's going to be a top three mid laner in the league for the LCS. Yep. So we'll see how that I'm- pans out. Yeah, a lot of interesting really commentary sure around him for sure right now. But yes. What was that, Curly? They also they just had a 3-0 week as well, so why would you I whatever. The inner machinations <laughs> of Jack's mind are an Yeah, enigma. I I I never I will never understand Cloud9. Um so whatever. I just need the uh <clears throat> yeah, the clip of Patrick Star. The inner machinations of my mind, my mind are an enigma. Are an enigma. That's Jack. That's Jack right now. Uh, okay, well, one other thing we can kind of check in with right now. A little tweet from uh, this guy that FlyQuest signed over the winter. Uh, First one to be signed, su- too, by the way. At support Ayla on Twitter. Uh, recently, the nights have been pretty cold in L.A., so uh, what, he's really checking that weather.com, you know, just making you know? sure all of his boys are still still good. Yeah, yeah, he's just check, checking in on the fly fam, you know, making sure that they're, you know, if they need blankets, he can get them some blankets. Uh, Ayla in town, presumably, we've not heard it officially, uh, presumably stepping in to week five. Uh I'm going with that until further notice. Uh, this week five, playing Hundred Thieves and Dignitas. Honestly, with the way Hundred Thieves are playing right now, this could be a great week to put him in, kind of ease him into it, the situation. It, 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 it is a great warm up weekend for sure. Really great week uh, to sub in Ayla right now. So that is huge. Uh, plenty more to discuss with that, I think, uh, as the night goes on. But uh, it is time to start discussing the games this week. FlyQuest versus Immortals. I don't really have a lot to say about this game. I don't know about you guys, but this one was kind of like, all right, you know, lock it up. Pretty it, easy. Not a lot to say here. Nox, I simple like start to finish. Yeah, yeah it's pretty simple start to finish. But you, I think you got some thoughts, Nox? Just, I mean, really fast. It was. Uh... 
very formulaic from both teams. Like Immortals actually did not play bad. If you if you look at it from the perspective of a uh, Immortals analyst or even a fan, you'll see like Immortals actually put up a respectable fight. It was just pretty much every spot on the map. FlyQuest was just out playing them, and mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it just it resulted in a win for FlyQuest. It really wasn't anything standout. It really wasn't anything amazing. It was just all right. There's the game, and so and it wasn't yeah. like not entertaining either. It was just. There was nothing remarkable yeah. about it. It's kind of a weird game to talk about, which is why we're really not going to talk much about it. No. So, yeah. Yeah, Curly, any, I mean, you already said simple from start to finish. Anything else from you on this yeah. one? Yeah. I mean, my big notes, which I kind of dropped in uh, chat earlier, is like speak. It was just kind of everywhere exactly where he needed to be all the time at every moment. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I'd say one of the biggest, uh, like, X factors for our team fighting and stuff were Vikla's alts. Vikla had amazing oh, alts. Really like, good alts. I think every every stream of shuffle was perfectly done. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so yeah. So it just you know, and honestly, I respect Blaze Olive for trying to get that one v three off because you know Akali could do that, but he just uh, got outhanced a little bit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. Speaker two zero and seven on the Maokai. He has looked really good on that. Vikla's Azir looked good. Prince. Zaya, uh, I need to look and see, but this guy has played, I think it's twice now, in which case he's played yeah. like, I think seven different 80 carries over the course of the nine games so far. I, I think yeah, he's, he's been played eight different 80 carries. Is it eight now? Okay. It's eight because he's played Zeri, Ezreal, Lucian, Caitlyn twice in a row. Kaisa, Zaya, Jinx, Aphelios. Yeah, that's eight. Dang, good. So yeah, Lord. pick and ban for against Prince, pretty hard. Uh, in, uh, yeah, in fantasy. Practically, yeah. I will that uh, a picking for Prince impossible. Banning against <laughs> Prince also impossible. <laughs> there's just no, uh, there's no doing it. Uh, you cannot pick or ban this guy. He will pick something different. Uh, the Aphelios kind of coming out of the, out of the woodwork there. That was a bit of a shocker. Um, but yeah, great win. Easier win for sure, um, but still really, really good. Okay, we're going to skip over the, the game TSM that did game. not happen. The game that did not happen. We will circle back, I promise. We're putting a pin in it, as they say in corporate America these days, and uh, moving ahead to CLG because I want to say that I felt like this game could have been lost. Oh, yeah, for sure. And oh, yeah. after losing to TSM, this was, like, the first game almost all season, besides maybe, like, game one, when I was like, oh, yeah, okay, we're actually good. This was the first game that I was like, oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> and I hadn't felt, like, that nervousness since literally week one, day one, and then the TSM... I actually hadn't even... I didn't watch the TSM game. I had to go back and VOD review it. So... Yeah. This game was not the cleanest. Managed to pull it out. Uh, you had... Impact Jax, Spica back on Maokai, Yone for Vikla, Prince on that Aphelios, and Winsome on the Tom Kench... Versus a pretty standard comp. Well, uh, I said standard, and then Poom played uh, Annie support. Um, but that's just yeah. kind of busted right now. But he had Gangplank, Sej, Juani, Silas, Zeri, Annie on the other side from CLG. Um, 
Yeah, Impact uh, kind of got camped early game, which yeah, definitely it, it, was a struggle. Yeah, it, it, Impact messed up the lane once, yeah. and then Contracts came in for the return gank and pretty much just ended his game right there on the spot, and it was just a hard struggle back in. Yeah, I mean, if you got yeah, whoever has observations on this game, please jump in and give them. Uh, I I think overall my general summary of it was like Impact got camped, uh, put him behind. It was very not relevant. Uh, really, this was kind of a game where we were just slugging it out, and then Dokla really should have carried it. it like because you were saying yourself, like we probably could have lost this game, but I think Dokla failed to really put himself on the map and actually do something with his gangplank that was absurdly fed, in my opinion, at least from the early game, and just was never able to really capitalize on it. And so, and this is what we were saying earlier on in the season, FlyQuest is very much like an LCK team like versus like other international teams outside of the LPL. If you make one mistake, we're coming back in and we're going to like take the lead back. And so yeah. that's kind of just what and happened here. Well, I'd say also another thing that like really gave us a great start was just... The level one on Palafox, where Vikla just had a huge advantage in lane because of forcing the flash off of Palafox and then like giving him a low health bar for the entire first like round of the uh, laning phase. Yeah. And so that made things really easy for Vikla to kind of get ahead and get fed. And you saw him like just doing Yone things the mm -hmm. whole time, where he was literally going for dives under turrets and coming out perfectly okay, like nothing had happened. Like the turret didn't even matter. It wasn't there. He was just, he was having a good time. And I would credit a lot of that to making up for the lack of a top lane. And then even there was like, I say there was a bit of a blunder bot lane that if CLG had uh, pressed instead of top lane, they would have won. Uh, because in our next game, that's kind of what happened. Um, they like they do one really good gank uh, early. They get Winsome down because you know Prince and Winsome kind of egoed were up far when they shouldn't have been, um, and Winsome had to take the sacrifice. And then they never went back and did another gank against Spot ever again. And Prince was able to get resources as he does, and then he was able to just do Aphilios things. And so it's like. I'd say it was a bad call trying to get Dok like Dokla up when you could have gotten Luger ahead on the Zeri. Um, so I'd say not all on contracts, but contracts made the wrong call and it mitigated how much strength CLG would have had. What are y'all's takes on this Annie support that's kind of taking over the pro meta uh, right now? I don't know about taking over. That might be a strong word, but definitely popping up uh and honestly it's kind of fun to watch but what what are your thoughts on this annie support that we're seeing a lot more these days uh i think honestly it can be super oppressive if uh the, the teams enable it to do what it needs to do i mean even the very first gank in the clg game versus us was just like Boom walked up, stun, bam, immediately, like, cleanse and flash have to be blown, be blown by Prince. Simple as that. Like, it's just, I mean, you can tell. The indicator is there. You know it's coming, but it's just like, oh, cool. well, now I'm just pushed off the wave unless I want to get engaged on because it's just a point and click ability, right? It's, it's super hard. There's no skill shot. There's no skill about it. It's just I walk up, I click you, you are stunned, and now we're dealing damage, and that is, like, all there is to it. Um... And that can be used to very quickly snowball games. So I, I think currently there's a reason why it's busted in the league. And 
Uh, I think Poom, unfortunately, wasn't able to really properly utilize it this weekend, but uh, I, I think it's actually a pretty strong pick. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it, it it can be a lot of fun, and I think it has utility. Um, I mean, in some ways, it's like... It kind of reminds me of Karma, almost, except without the shield, shielding your teammates, because you do have the self-shield. Um, no, it, it it does shield other teammates. Just one. Oh, though. it does. Like it's not like it's not like the. Oh yeah, nearby. Right, team. right. And it's you can't um, you can't like it's not a point and click shield uh, either. Um, but then you've got you've got some engage, you've got poke damage, um, and then I mean the stun after the fourth you know ability mm-hmm. used. You just as a support because you don't actually need to be actively hitting things with your spells all the time you just run around with your stun charged up <laughs> and, and then you just unleash you know an rq combo and somebody's dead before they know it so yeah i think it's fun um and i'm looking forward to more of it hopefully poom continues to play it just maybe not against FlyQuest. okay final thoughts on <laughs> clg before we tackle the elephant in the room ugh We'll get to it. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I really have anything else. Uh, cool. I mean, I don't really want people flaming uh, Palafox for that last engage. I think that's actually a sick engage if it lands, but I don't think people really notice. But Dikla just does the ever so tiniest little E to the side and just barely jukes the ultimate from Palafox, and then, then it's just mm-hmm. he's dead. Yeah. Like, I think honestly, if Palafox hits that ultimate. <laughs> I think Vickla's dead, or I forget if he has GA at the time or not, but he's at very minimum in GA, and that is a very winnable fight for CLG at that point. So everyone, I remember seeing everyone in the post-match started threatening him. I was like, I don't know. I think he hits that. Like, that's a game-winning play for CLG. Yeah. Yep. Well, fortunately, we won that game. Unfortunately, we did lose to TSM FlyQuest Mortal After All. (laughs) <laughs> turns out they can lose ladies and gentlemen uh it is possible yep. and you know what it was facilitated by two things uh the jace pick which has been horrendous in north america so far and also let's be honest tsm jack uh you know this guy gets on <laughs> to cast of course it's a TSM game. Of course it's, you know, an underdog moment for them. And, uh, you know, they go ahead and win. So, honestly, my blame lies with Jat. Um, oh, my goodness. So, that's the <laughs> that's the frustration, clearly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, tough game. So, you had Scion, Maokai, Jace, Jinx, and Thresh versus the... Cho'Gath, always fun to see a Cho'Gath. Cho'Gath, Vi, Talia, Maple's been prolific on that lately, uh, Varus, and Rakan. And I actually didn't, I liked the Jinx Thresh, and I thought there were yeah. moments where it felt like Prince was a, an auto or two away from hitting those resets and absolutely taking over some of these team fights. So, yeah. again, like the CLG game, I do feel like this one could have gone our way. Um, 
However, Winsome for me just was not it in this matchup. 2-7-5 on the Thresh. Got caught out a couple times. And, you know, just very unfortunate. Uh, the Jace can't do anything into that Cho'Gath. Uh, the, the Jinx basically just tickles it eventually, and they've got so much engage, uh, mm-hmm. on the side of TSM. The Vi, the Talia, literally every champ they have except maybe the Cho'Gath has some form of engage. And, uh, tough to fight into that, in my opinion. Curly... Where did it all go wrong for FlyQuest this game, in your opinion? Curly, here's a hint. Oh, he's frozen. The, oh, is he actually? He is actually frozen. Not. Okay, well, here, here's my answer. It, it's the R2 pick. Why the hell are you picking Jason in this meta right yeah. now? Yeah. Oh, my. Like, okay, so ju- just to... Uh, give some context to this. Like, I know there are some situations where Jace is pickable. Mm-hmm. He is never pickable in the first three picks, though. It is not possible. I'm sorry. Teams, stop doing it. It is not okay. <laughs> um, it absolutely triggers me to be looking at the screenshot that I have put in our Discord right now, in our thread. Um, and I look at our bands on both sides. There is no Azir band. And... The only AP magic damage that we have going for us is Maokai, who is building Demonic Embrace, and that's about it. <laughs> like, it's not a lot of AP damage. Imagine Azir is here. Yeah. Azir would be golden here. Long range, can do shuffles in, can sit there and hit from the back as well if needed. It is just, there's so much versatility to it. And it's just so frustrating to see, yeah, we'll go for the Jace. Just, there's no reason for it. Um... Outside of that, though, uh, the main reason we lost, I, I just think Maple, Boogie, and Chime played out of their freaking minds. They played to their level and above FlyQuest level, and that is what got TSM the dub. Uh, nothing but praise for those three. They freaking killed it. And so, and we can go more and do it here in a second if you want. Yeah. Curly, back with us now. Uh, your yeah. thoughts on where things went wrong. I mean, so we talked the draft thing enough. Um, <clears throat> now, to be fair, the Jace in the early game did have some really good moments, like was good at 1v1ing the Talia, but never able to capitalize much on that. I'd say some of our fundamental issue is we targeted so low way too often. He was always, it, like, for whatever reason, we never stopped targeting him in any team fight ever, and it's like... We wasted a lot of damage on trying to kill him. But if we, like, focus Neo or Boogie before he got the uh, Radiant Virtue, like, if if we had just made some better prios in the team fighting, we're able to actually maybe get some of those excitement procs off on Jinx and uh, do a lot more and then actually clean up and have a more even game. Um, and I will point out in chat, Arkham Avalon uh, pointed out that Prince did misclick his runes. He had last stand instead of cut down, which made Jinx's damage nearly non-existent. It did 77 damage over the whole game, uh, as opposed to cut down, which I think would have been active in pretty much any team fight and gotten much more. But another thing I'm going to point out is Prince 
to me, like, I, I'm, I gave him a lot of attention this time because of a lot of there was almost that moment, but he was never able to capitalize on this. I think he took the wrong build path, because I, and it's not entirely his fault, uh, because TSM recognizes the kind of player he is. He likes to farm up a lot, and every, he always goes last whisper, uh, and he all, if you look at his runes, it's always to try and get as many procs of that last whisper off as possible. Where I have issue with is that he built Infinity Edge last um, after building RH second. Runin's Hurricane has no reason to be here in the sec as the second item. You build that fourth item after you get your damage from your uh, the Infinity Edge and your LDR. Great. Also, I'm sorry. I said last whisper. I meant Gale Force. But yeah, so it's like... But the reason he built the Rune Hurricane, I I believe, I don't know, but what it turned out for is he was able to have a high, like, comeback farm. Because he wasn't able to farm a lot in the early game because of being punished by TSM. So this helped him make up a lot of that farm, but by the time he had the damage dealing items, it was already too late. And so, I mean, this might be, like, the only big criticism I've ever had for Prince where I think he didn't make the right choice here. Because he went to the fact that he's always wanted to farm and get more resources. Rather than rushing for the damage that he could have gotten from IE to make these team fights a bit better. And so, also, I will note that Spika's. I think, like, I don't think Spika does a first strike Maokai as often as he does phase rush. So there is some. Like, this is just overall a weird approach for FlyQuest and the whole thing, anyway. So, so just yeah. to play De Devil's Advocate real quick, and I'm going to cite Loyota on this from his Discord. But going Runan's Hurricane as Jinx is the only acceptable time where you can go Runan's second. Because when you're in team fights, having the extra rocket splash damage from the Runan's Hurricane procs is a better chance for Jinx to get excited and therefore have better snowball potential. And it is the only champ that can get away with doing that. However, you are still correct in having Infinity Edge built fourth is incorrect and it should have been built before the, uh, the LDR. So... That, that's like the one little tidbit that I'll have that Loyota was commenting on in his Discord. Well, there Fair you enough. go. Uh, Nox laying down the laying down the law, if you will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was... So first loss, I mean, let's talk about it narratively, right? Are we okay with losing... And now we don't have to focus so much on the 18-0 dream. Mm -hmm. And I would argue between this game and the CLG game, now you've got some, like, viable stage VOD footage to go back and review and say, hey, we need to shore up these weaknesses. So I would yeah. rather take this L and take the... CLG close call, wear it proudly, and just use it as fuel to get better. Not to mention, Ayla, if not week five, definitely week six. So you get a solid three to four weeks before playoffs even begin. And the way things are going right now, we're probably getting that by week. So you're looking at a whole month of Ayla scrimming with the team already had plenty of stuff going on back during the boot camp in Korea. So 
I think we're in a pretty good place here at the mid-season. And I think that is a good time for us to transition to reviewing our preseason power rankings. Mm. Which oh boy. is like going to be mucho, I have a time. mucho entertaining. Uh, I do have to fix the cameras because... I don't know. Oh, there's Knox. All right, perfect. Uh, I'll stay right here. I'm not moving. Curly is right there. Mm-hmm. Now he's right there. Easy. Uh, all right, let's get the... Excel sheet <laughs> up. You can see my tweet deck instead of... Uh, Cell just doesn't Did want you know it. that Mike Milanov was able to cop at Kith X ABC? He was actually two favorite you know, brands collabing for great, Monday program. Honestly, the nicest people work here. It's unbelievable. Really great for him. All right, there we go. Uh, that is our. That's last week's predictions. Let's move things over a little bit. Fly, 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 fly. fly. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see what the master spreadsheet looks like for. Oh, all it's this. it's a mess. <laughs> It's a huge mess. All right, there we go. That were that Pre was our preseason pre <laughs> predictions. Mm -hmm. Um, so far, so I'd like to apologize uh, to FlyQuest for doubting. Uh, <laughs> and I think we do need. Oh, your TL ranking, <laughs> Sandy. Oh, oh God. man, I it just saw that. <laughs> it looks bad, doesn't it? All right, we also yeah, need. Yeah, no, um, that looks pretty bad. <laughs> oh no. Hang on, let me let me snag what the current uh, current standings are real quick. Put those up on on the screen for everyone. So, in general, me, me and Curly both have the top three spot on, basically. Uh, yep. if I Essentially, recall. yeah. So that's cool. Um, yeah, team, alphabet team, is the only thing that matters. Team Liquid, me and Curly are. Uh, I mean, we're wrong, but I think everyone was kind of wrong. In, in in fairness, to be fair, I think Sandy's more wrong though, having them in second. Um, let's see. You had Hundred Thieves in fifth. I was bragging earlier that I had them in sixth, and I'm technically right as it stands currently right now. So I'll <laughs> take that technicality. Um, same for me. I have CLG in fifth, so that's uh, all good there. Um, all of us having Dignitas in seventh is uh, a choice. A choice. Um, I mean, so I, I'm going to give ourselves some credit here, right? We were all predicting they're not going to be as good as we're expecting them to be, right? I don't. Yeah, no, but you I don't see think, Santorin Jensen. Yeah, I don't think uh, I saw anyone seriously with actual genuineness predict to have Dignitas in tenth. I don't think anyone ever saw that. I don't. I don't. Find me someone out there who genuinely predicted Gignatos to be a 10th place team without a single loss halfway through the split so far. I, just, I, don't I won't believe you until I find that person. So I'm not going to give ourselves too much crap <laughs> for that ranking. It's fine. Um, Golden Guardians, uh, you know what? I, I think we kind of have to take the L on this one. They're on a five-game yeah. win streak right now. Uh, I, I fully admit that uh, I think I was wrong about Golden Guardians. Um, so... I, I will. The one little stipulation I'll put on my end is I just I didn't know about Gory. I I knew he could be good, but I'd also heard that he could also be really really bad. 
and I just I didn't know. And so coupling that with how uh, Licorice is looked, I, I think it's a fair understanding of where we put placed them. And even still, Licorice is... It, let's be honest here. That, that team's kind of playing 4v5 the whole time, right? Like, that's just how good everyone else is on that team. Yeah. Um, so it, it is what it is. Uh, Immortals ninth. Uh, check, we'll take that one outside yeah. of Sandy, yeah. who thought they'd be worse. But also in Sandy's defense, I don't think he predicted for an 0-9 Dignitas. I, I so, don't think anyone could have foreseen the 0-9 yeah. Dignitas. I, look, yeah. I, when we were all saying Dignitas 7th place, we're all thinking like, yeah, okay, they'll beat Golden Guardians, they'll beat Immortals, they'll beat TSM, they'll chip a win off of some top-tier team for sure, but they'll probably be at that 3-6, and 4-5 and five level. Yeah, you know, or you know, what would you say, seven, eleven, eight, ten, nine, nine level at the end of the season. Oh, and nine. Unheard Bad. of. Truly. Bad. Actually, I'm and trying to think. Then we got the darkest of horses. <laughs> TSM. TSM. Yeah, that, yeah. Tied for fourth place. Truly. That's... What happened to the original plot of the movie? <laughs> I don't know. Scriptwriters working overtime. Uh, I will note. You guys did great in terms of your top three. In fact, mm-hmm. Knox, you nailed it. Yeah. Uh, and but that's te- only by technically, alphabet. Technically, Curly, you also nailed it. Um, exactly. So, you guys kicked butt. If you want to look at their head-to-head, technically, I'm yeah, te- nailing te- it. Technically, Curly, Curly got it more because EG did beat Cloud9. I, I will give him that. He does have go. me up. He, he does have me there. My yeah, uh, I all I have over him is I have CLG over 100 thieves, which let's be honest, no one cares. It's just fascinating to me how much of a mess like four through ten is, and then you guys and our aggregate, you know, crushed it on the top three. And top three, that was kind of like the consensus top three, I would say, amongst most people, and that's basically how it's played out. FlyQuest, Cloud9, EG. And I think right now, if you're to tell me, hey, whatever fourth team we send to the Battle of the Atlantic to f- fight EU for that uh, fourth spot at Worlds, they lose, but we send FlyQuest, EG, and Cloud9 instead, honestly, I'm, I'm okay I'm with that. that. Like, that's, that's, a, that. that's a pretty decent uh, group of guys. That we're sending over. Uh, Curly, any final thoughts on preseason predictions? I mean, uh... (laughs) I I think, honestly, we would have nailed this if we just switched Team Liquid and Golden Guardians. I I mean, you're actually correct. Yeah, really. And and give TSM more credit. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and I mean, give TSM a little bit more credit. But other than that, I feel like this looks pretty good. I, I feel yeah. like we actually had an okay... I mean, granted, watch, it's just going to completely blow up in the oh, back absolutely. half of the season. I don't know what's going to happen. But, at least going into the halfway point, like I don't think these were bad power rankings. I think uh, no. we were all pretty, pretty spot on. Yeah. You know what else I have to say about this? Is being wrong makes the LCS more exciting. Because if it goes how you think it's going to go... Kind of boring. Yes, it's it, it's fun, but like it's like all right. It's nice to yeah, it's nice to have a turkey sandwich again, and you know narratives and storylines that you weren't expecting are always good. 
So note to self, in future seasons, predict as wrong as I can so I get more enjoyment out of it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that I mean, is will actually... Never... That is the takeaway. We will never top you uh, saying ADG can never win worlds. It's true. It's true. So, yeah. All right. Uh, those were our preseason predictions. We're not going to make midseason predictions because no need. We all I mean, the, the, these, pr- the, these season predictions were for the whole season, too. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> this was a check-in. This was the check-in, and who knows? Things could get real wild. TSM could drop all the way to 10th. It's certainly possible. Uh, yeah, all right. This could all shuffle back the other way. It could. All right, it is time, though. We are going to take a look at our, uh, what are they called? Predictions Outers? for this week. Predictions for week oh, five. Uh, remove that. Gas yeah, studio mode. Boom. There we go. Um, so here we are. It's week five. Hundred thieves on Thursday. Dignitas on Friday. Let's go ahead and get the Dignitas game out of the way. Six o'clock on Friday. How do you uh, how do you guys feel about that one? They play EG the day before. Dignitas is staring down the O and eleven. Knox, I don't want you to predict if FlyQuest is going to win over Dig. I want you, and Curly, I want you too. Will Dignitas win a game? This week? Yes. This not week? this week. No. I, they are not winning this week. They're going to 0-11. This, this amp, this Dignitas amp, it goes to 11. I, it's just, it's unfortunate that that's a Spinal Tap reference, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> This young Zoomer crowd of people, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna get it. Uh, but the Dignitas amp goes to zero and eleven. In my opinion, Curly, do you have any any rebuttals to that? Curly, where do you think if they get their first win, when is it happening? So, Immortals. They play Immortals week six. All right. Then next week. All right. There it is. That's, you that's heard like it here first. Their own, or Team Liquid. Honestly, I think Those we should th- we should stop predicting FlyQuest matches, and we should start Let's predicting Dignitas oh, matches. Oh, oh, okay, I feel like you're going <laughs> to jinx us at some point, Sandy. I like I don't I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, no, Fly, Fly wins this week for sure. Though. Oh yeah, uh, completely, completely agree. Knox, I'm assuming you're in agreement there. Uh, yes, I'm. I am going to go with a 2-0, and I can okay. go into it if you want. Well, I think we all know why we're going to beat Dignitas. It's because they are bad, uh, and we are good. But let's talk about why do you think we will beat 100 Thieves? That's the one I'm more curious about. We did beat them last time, uh, and it was pretty pretty good, pretty convincing, I would say. Um, not quite a stomp, but definitely not close either. Uh, do you think it's going to be more of the same, or do you think Hundred Thieves has learned some lessons from their skid over the last few weeks? Uh, I think what's probably going to end up happening is 
Closer is going to have probably a good early game again. He's he's actually, if you check Closer's stats in terms of the early game, they've actually been very, very good. Mm. Um, so I think what's going to be required of FlyQuest is, once again, we keep an eye on Closer. And I think Impact is going to have to take a lot of great care against Tenacity because Tenacity has also been great in lane. This whole 100 Thieves team in general is like first five to like seven minutes has just actually been absurdly good. And then after that, they kind of fall off rather quickly. So I think as long as Fly is able to contain Closer for the first seven minutes of the game or so, Impact isn't like messing up his lane like he did last time against Tenacity, that should be fine. Um, Bjerg... Uh, I still think Bjerg's a good mid laner. I don't think he's good, as good as he was this past year. And in, in lane specifically, I don't think he's as nearly aggressive as he has been um, outside of that Tristana game. And he kind of bit the bullet on that one, to be honest. Um, so I'm not really worried for Vikula in any sense. And then Winsome and Prince got the better of double lift and Busio last time it happened around. So I'm not... If Ayla's in, I mean... Even in Proving Grounds and Academy last year, Busio typically was not as good as Ayla in, in lane. So I think the advantage should still be in favor of Prince and Ayla in this case if Ayla is playing. And if not, even then, Winsome still got the better hand of Busio last time as well. Uh, I think a lot of this just, just comes down to survive the first seven minutes. If 100 Thieves doesn't snowball off that, I think the game should be good for us. There you go. Uh, Curly, how about your thoughts on... The 100 Thieves match, what is your prediction? Uh, it's a bit tough, really, because when we show the mortality we did last week, I'm definitely a bit less confident uh, predicting against a team like 100 Thieves, because on paper, I really do think they should be better than they are performing. That being said, I still do think we're absolutely going to kick their ass because uh, <laughs> Grandpa Double Lift just doesn't stand a chance. Mm. There you go. Uh, uh, I'd like uh, if we want to refer to last week too. Uh, if we just pick Caitlyn, he'll just have a really bad time. Because you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. My thoughts here is uh, the expectation should be some wins. Uh, we should really dominate Dignitas. It should not be a close one. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see 100 Thieves come out with a fire lit under them. Um, this is their first first chance for redemption. I still think... I'm predicting us because we should win this game, right? Um, but I think there is a real chance that 100 Thieves uses the lessons learned off of Super Week to really go back into the workshop and figure things out. They better, for their sake, otherwise they're going to wind up 4-6 and six with 8 games to play, and that is not a position you want to be in. Um, but this should be a FlyQuest win again. So that's week 5. 100 Thieves on Thursday... Uh, that starts at 5 o'clock. Again, the 5 o'clock game. We have... Okay. I, th I think we had our last late night... Or I say night. I, late day game this past week with Dignitas. FlyQuest Dignitas, uh, does not the, play... The FlyQuest does not play at 8 or 9 o'clock for the rest of the season. Every... So, the next three Thursdays... We play the 5 o'clock game. 
the Wednesday of Super Week, we played this the first game, the six o'clock game. And then and that that's technically also the five o'clock game because that's just, you know, uh because of daylight savings, right? Um also in Super Week, we play the other games. We play the second game of the day. Uh, yeah, it's just like always the first couple games of the day. It's just like, all right, if you miss it, you miss it. Um, so that's 5 o'clock on Thursday for 100 Thieves. 6 o'clock on Friday for Dignitas. All right. Uh, time to chat about Fly Challengers. Coming back to the main show. I, I like how we don't we don't even really want to talk about Fly Fam anymore. <laughs> uh, I mean, we can. It's just what is there to say? They are one in nineteen. Um, there there uh, the was one a no update though. Say that again. There, there was a new roster update though. Yes, and I was going to note that uh, Hyper comes in to replace Maniac. Maniac was there for like one or two weeks, I think. Maybe two two, two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Um, I will note. They so they only played one match this week. It was versus uh, Tender Loving Care Team Liquid Challengers, um, <laughs> and I will actually say I thought it was really frustrating because Flyfam looked pretty decent in the early game again. Like they keep looking good early game, and then it's just absolute disaster come mid late. Um, Hyper I thought actually looked pretty good. So maybe he can level this team up a little bit. Um, presumably, Winsome goes down to fly challengers. Uh, so that should mean Shitong could go play on Flyfam. So that is a possibility. Yeah. I don't know could. if that's what you would want to do, but it is there. Masu in LA. Let's go! On that Finally. tournament realm ping. Finally. Finally off of the 120 ping that he was on. So that is pretty huge. Um, so that's where things are. Fly Challengers has had a really rough last few weeks. So looking at it, they have gone um, in week four. They went 0-4 against EG Challengers and Dig Challengers. And then they go 0-2 against Cincinnati Fear, lose the first game to Wildcard Gaming, then win the second one, to go 1-7 in the last two weeks. And they go all the way from 10-4 and, and top 5 to an even 11-11 and sitting in ninth place Knox. When I watched their games against Cincinnati Fear and Wildcard Gaming, or, yeah, uh, from this past week, weekend, they looked so discombobulated. Engages weren't synced. Timing was not there. Felt like everyone was just kind of doing their own thing. In your opinion, what has caused this, as I've noted in the topic line, this fall from grace? Uh, for fly challengers these last couple weeks. I, I mean, p part of it was definitely uh, the strength of schedule, right? Because you said Dignitas challengers, who's tied for first currently. You had EG challengers, who I don't think are that highly ranked, but I know that roster is extremely good and very difficult to be up against. 
Um, Cincinnati Fear is uh, the second best uh, provisional team currently behind Wildcard, who we also played. And I'm sorry if you all hear that. There's a dumpster outside my window currently being rolled around. <laughs> um, but basically, like, the strength of schedule was very hard, right? But that's not an excuse. Like, there should have been at least a game or two more taken than what was given, right? It Going 0-6 into 0-7 and then 1-7 is just... If you want to be considered an elite challenger squad, you can't be going on a seven-game loss streak. That's just not okay. Um, reasons for why this is happening as well, along with that, it, I'm just shooting in the dark here. But, I mean, I wouldn't surprise me if the guys are kind of laying back and relaxing a little bit, knowing that Masu's on the way and is actually going to physically join the team in L.A. soon. And so it was just kind of like, eh, it is what it is. When he's here, we'll like actually hit the grindstone again and really hit it hard. Um I mean, part of that is it's middle of the season. And towards the end of the season, you're going to start ramping up again for playoffs. And then that's when you're going to really try hard again, right? Another possibility there. Um, but at the end of the day, all I can come up with is kind of these crappy little excuses. I don't know why they're underperforming. Like, going, like there's no good excuse for going 0-7. There's just not. Mm-hmm. And so uh, hopefully as we're getting into the back half of the season, actually even further along with that, I think it's like the back quarter of the season at this point. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the guys kind of rev it back up again and maybe can uh, – secure a little bit better seating going into playoffs and they'll look a lot better especially with Masu actually being there with them yeah I mean for fly challengers I believe they have eight games left four matchups they have 100 challengers TL challengers golden garden challengers and immortals challengers you've got very middle of the pack teams. Yeah, except maybe for Hundred Thieves Challengers, they're probably they're the best oh, one they're gonna yeah. play. Um, but everyone else, yeah, kind of all around them, especially like Immortals and Golden Guardians and Team Liquid. So opportunities to get better seating than just uh, you know maybe make that like top five, top four, and try to play one of the provisional teams um Knox I don't know this I was thinking about this earlier the the provisional teams that get sent to the relegation tournament is that determined by how they place in the spring playoffs yeah it's playoffs it's not regular season so theoretically fly fam could go on a tear could they could yes they could go on a tear they've just been sandbagging this entire time that's what's been happening which is part of the reason why, I mean, even outside of just FlyFam, because like, we're not the only ones who've had roster moves. Uh, T, uh, TL First has had a roster change. Yeah. CLG Faith has had roster changes. Yep. Like These orgs are actually desperately trying to do something to yeah. make sure that their teams aren't in the relegation zone, basically. Yeah. They're going to actually try and make a last-second run. Well, and right so, now, FlyFam is lining up to play either Cloud9 Challengers or Dignitas Challengers, and you yeah. don't want to play either of those teams. <laughs> Um, just for, for what it's worth, I think dumb. playoffs is exactly the same as proving grounds, and it is double elimination still. So, well, there you, you go. Still, if you can make that lower bracket run, and you can outdo <laughs> the other provisional teams that may or may not get knocked down there, you have a chance. So, if you take this, if you get your five percent chance, and then get your ten percent chance, and then after that, get another series of five to ten percent chances. Uh, what you're telling me is that there is 
a chance. There's also a cat on your screen right now. <laughs> um, honestly, the odds are not good. Um, Curly. Yes. Disappointing, obviously, from Fly Challengers mm-hmm. in these last two weeks. Uh, overall, more disappointing to see the real devastation going on with FlyFam. How do you... Like, let's say you're the FlyFam coach right now, right? Mm-hmm. You're Brandini. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. You are a top laner. Um, so it tries. <laughs> I was playing ADC all season. <laughs> well, that, that, you know, you... you uh, in a previous life, you were a top laner. Um, uh, before... Much like, Brand, much like Brandini in a previous life was a top laner. Yeah. Um, how do you, like... How do you approach motivating these guys? Oh man! When things just seem so difficult, like what's the approach here? I mean, it depends. Because uh, the first thing I would assess from this is I think culture makes the team more than hands do, and so I'd see if there's any cultural, like in team culture, if there's any clashes that need to be ironed out, uh, because. Actually, that's something I kind of experienced with my internship on my like at my university's esports. Is the uh, directors told me about some of the like teammate issues that are occurring with people, and that they're holding themselves back with something like that. So I'm not saying that that is what's going on, but like that is the first thing I would attack before anything else, because my firm belief is that. I trust uh, Loyota scouting. I trust Nick scouting. Like I trust the way FlyQuest runs things and recruits things for the purposes they do it. So there is a reason these players are here, and some like cog in the machine they fit there for some reason. And so it's a matter of getting them to express their function on the team. So that's how I'd, I'd approach it first. Now, if the team culture is all right and they are just getting gapped every time, it's like all right. Let's. This point in the season, we've probably nitpicked every bad thing that we can do. Let's look at what our strengths are. Or let's look at what if we just have a whole different approach? What if we just mess around and find out? Like, because if, if you are 1 and 19, right? Yep. So if you are 1 and 19, back against the wall, you've got just about nothing to lose. You can do the craziest things. You can do things that people wouldn't expect, and you can start playing, like, the mind games to get them back. And so I think what I would try to do is, like, first just make sure that team culture is all right, that everyone has trust in each other, and then use that trust to try and make our gameplay more interesting. Be like, all right, you know what? Mm. Things suck right now, but we are not out. We still have a chance. We can pretend this part didn't matter. It's like how everyone says, spring split doesn't matter. We hash back and we go back up and we like try to focus on our strengths because we've probably talked our weaknesses to death. We don't need to worry about that as much. Let's focus on how we can express our strengths. That is what I would do to motivate them. Mm. No, I, I, I think that's great. Um, yeah, at some point you have to play to your outs and you have to be able to say, hey, we're good at these things. So we're going to double down on doing the things that we're good at. Um, so, like, look, if FlyFam is good at early game, then play early game. Draft early game comps, steamroll in the early game, and use that to get to victory. Because that's how you're going to win. And if 
And if you're looking at this point, like you should be, I think, to keep FlyFam in the uh, in the NACL for the summer, then winning, I think, needs to take the priority. Which is why I'm glad that Hyper is on the team. Knox, your thoughts on adding Hyper to FlyFam? Uh, I mean... It, Does Hyper it feel like is, a desperation move to you? No, uh, I I think it's just a better fit. I think Maniac is someone who's still extremely young and honestly probably should have been on a, an actual genuine amateur team pro, uh, down in Tier 3 uh, competing for these OQs. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think basically what it is, it's not a desperation move. It's just a move that is going to secure a better chance well, I guess you could call it desperation. I just I don't like the negative connotation behind it. I guess. Yeah, um, yeah of course. I, I just think Hyper is probably a better fit for the team. He's very experienced. He was in the academy for the past couple of years on TSM. Um, he's played with in- Instinct before, so there's a little bit of synergy there. Um, yeah, and I, he's just. I think he also because he was originally playing for Supernova uh, for OQs earlier this year too, right, and he right. looked really really good with that team. And so I, I think overall, in general, uh, you can call it desperation, especially when you're one of nineteen. I, I think it's fair to call it that. Um, I, I do think it's a good move, though. I think he's a very experienced jungler, and he's hopefully something that's going to be like kind of a bit of a glue standpoint for this team, and actually hopefully get the guys to gel a bit more together. Um, will it be enough? I'm kind of leaning towards no, but yeah. maybe hopefully I'm proven wrong. And in these last eight games, they can maybe pick up another win or two and go into the playoffs feeling a little better about themselves. And I, there's no way that they're going to be able to beat Cloud9 Challengers and take Challengers. It's just not going to happen. No, yeah. Who knows? Maybe they can make it a little bit small of a lower bracket run. And maybe if they're extremely lucky, uh, Fear or Wildcard get really unlucky and run into some bad teams and get knocked out, and they can make a, they can squeak a top two out of provisional right. teams. Is it likely? No, but I I think at this point, what I'm really just hoping for is they get some momentum going. Yeah. These guys need it. No, completely, completely agree. Um, I think momentum is the most important thing that they can have right now, and hopefully, they'll pick up some of that. All right, last thing. And we do have to talk about Fantasy LCS really quick. I'd like to make an announcement. I finally have won a game. Uh, I did beat TMB this week. Huge win. Uh, I'm now tied for... Actually, I'm not even tied. I am tied for 7th over a road roller. Actually, I think I'm ahead of him, technically. You are. Um, I looked this morning. I'm in 7th place. Ahead of Road oh, how the champions have fallen. Uh, and that feels pretty good. There is still a way for me to get into the playoffs. Let's be real here. So, it's not over. Curly and I go up against each other this week. I've already put my picks and bands in, bro. Good for you. I will do it probably on Thursday. Yeah. So <laughs> Right before the game start. <laughs> right before the game start. Nox, uh, you made a trade... This week, I, technically, I don't know if you can. You can't like really trade in fantasy LCS, but I made it happen with the power of being the commissioner. You traded with Rice Box. You gave him Bjergsen, or no? You took Bjergsen. No, no, no! I, no, I gave, gave him Bjerg. You gave him Bjergsen. I gave him Bjerg. Uh, for Diplex slash really. M&S. Probably going to be Amenez. Yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts here? What was the logic behind this move? 
I at the end of the day, Cloud9 is a better team than 100 Thieves. Mm-hmm. We can all agree on that point, yes. Yep. Which means theoretically, the players on that team should be on average getting more points than anyone on 100 Thieves. So I think even if there's toxicity issues or whatever it may be, if Diplex comes back in, I still think on average, Diplex is going to have more games where his team is winning and therefore he's winning and therefore he's getting more points. Yeah. I, on the high upside, Jimenez is just going to crush the rest of the league and I'm going to get more points than Bjerg's been getting all season long, even when Bjerg's been winning. So for me, I, I think the risk is relatively low for me and the reward can be very, very high. Yeah. Um, so, you know what? When Ricebox offered the trade, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I think I think I got a hell of a steal. Yeah. Uh, right now, Diplex and Bjergsen, five points separate them. They're ranked 17th and 18th uh, amongst all players, and they are four and five uh, on the mid laner ladder. So... If it's just Diplex for Bjergsen, I think that's pretty even. But yeah, if it is Jimenez and he does go off, then I think you end up winning out on that. Um, so maybe Ricebox going for something a bit more stable in the Bjergsen pickup. Uh, no, he just doesn't like Jimenez. <clears throat> well, could be that too. <laughs> I, I, I will say, Rice does have reasonings. I mean, like I said, there's toxicity issues yeah. with Jimenez. And if he decides to pull what he did in ERLs where... He actually, and I, I mean this literally, ran it down, like, in a competitive game right. on purpose. Like, if he does that on the LCS stage, I mean, yeah, it's going to completely screw my week over, right? Oh, but yeah. at that point, I, I've what are garnered you do? enough of a comfortable lead in this league to be where if that happens, I feel very confident cloud is just going to dump him, Diplex is back in, and then I, I, it's one week loss. I'm yeah. not too upset yeah. about it. So one week. Just one week. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's it. Curly, uh, three and five. Yeah, climbing you up slowly. Beat Rice. Yeah. And uh, beat the league. And beat the league. So you went from one and five to three and five. That's got to feel good. It does. Um, I didn't realize it was happening. Sitting, you are sitting in fifth place right now. So definitely right in that playoff conversation along with rice yeah i can see technically no one is eliminated i don't think i think that could happen this week if rotary were to o2 i think we'd be out for sure um i think i think Knox, you and tmb just need to i think it's one win basically one win right? and you should be in so playoffs around the Which, corner Two weeks left of regular fairly, season. Fairly easy to do. Are, are you counting like one win or like a 2-0? Probably just the one win is all you would need. Okay, yeah. There's a strong chance I get it this week. There's a strong Even chance. Even if I lose, if I happen to have enough points to finish in the top half of the league, then I'm, I'm in. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, I think that, that's everything I had. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any final topics before we roll out for the evening? Uh, Kadoran, 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 Kadoran. He played. He got second. He did did get second. Uh, I do recall this now that you are mentioning it. Thank you for bringing (laughs) it to my attention. Gotta talk our Smash Boys when they be playing. It's true. It's true. Especially like Uh, Level Up Expo 2023, second place. Looking good. 
It's especially good considering uh, he was like, you know, not down on himself. He wasn't down on himself yeah. in his last uh, run at. It was Gen 9, right? Yep. And so, like, going uh, from his performance there, where I think it was, what, eighth place? Hang on, I'm pulling up the bracket. So I know he beat um, Hungry Box to make it to Grand Finals. Really? Oh, they had a Rock, Paper, Scissors event. That's pretty sick. Um, Get in there, Curly. Yeah, I know, right? That's my start, stuff. Start, start rushing up That's on your melee. That's me, dude. I literally Dang, this weekend had a whole, like, I only lost two matches at Saturday. Like, at the bar on Saturday, I went a whole, like, what is it, six game win streak? This is my shit. <laughs> I love rock, paper, scissors, and I will have a positive record against everyone I know until I don't. But I will. <laughs> The only Fly Staffer to ever beat me, if I remember correctly, is uh, former CEO, Dota Genius, good old Michael. Mm. Yep. Actually, I believe uh, also Tricky beat me. I think he beat me. Mm, nice. Uh, oh, yeah. and Shot, so never mind. Oh, uh, well, all right. I, ju I mean, just keep naming people. You're, you're, you're getting less and less impressive here. Everyone yeah, yeah, else yeah. I've <laughs> met at FlyQuest, though, has lost to you me. Need, you need less names. Uh, in this one. Uh, yeah, I do want to... Really cool thing here is that you lost to Hungry Box in winter semis. He ran it back all the way to losers finals. 3-2'd Hungry Box. So, great... Um, great mental. That's huge. Beating Hungry Box. A lot of points to one there in the hearts and minds of the faithful. Uh, and then obviously got 3-0'd in the grand final, but still big, big, big second place for him um, and always great to see. All right. I do think that is finally it. Knox, do you have anything? Uh, no. I'm going to go with no. Cool. All right. Well, in that case. Oh, actually... Huh? You, oh. you can have some special content if you listen on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, because there was a flub at the beginning oh, of the yeah, show, yeah, and yeah. you can listen to us panic to each other. Yeah. So it, if you it, watch it on YouTube, sorry, you're out of luck. Yeah. Listen elsewhere. If you watch the YouTube VOD, you'll, uh, you won't hear anything that was said in the minute or so that we were muted, and I was just saying things and getting the stream ready. <laughs> but if you are listening to that, thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of flight check week five coming up 100 thieves on thursday dignitas friday banger week of games incoming so be sure to follow the show as well as all of us on twitter for all of our reactions and thoughts you can catch the show at flight check crew myself at santos db Knox at Knox war with two r's and curly at curly underscore double q underscore make sure to hop into the flight check discord as well where all kinds of esports discussion and otherwise takes place if you missed any part of this episode the vod will be up on youtube tonight or tomorrow morning uh, and we will get the audio with the full easter eggs galore uh, <laughs> sometime uh tomorrow or wednesday if you are watching or listening to those and would like to catch the show live we broadcast the episode usually every Monday night, usually at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, right here at twitch.tv slash flightcheckcrew. 
Uh, Curly, you were out last week, so yes, I was. Gonna give it to you. Any final notes, shoutouts, or plugs before we call it a night? Um, honestly, shout out to FlyQuest for not letting one loss uh, get in the way of their domination of the league. Uh, I'd really, mm-hmm. I, I'm really proud of the guys. And then also just shout out to LCS. The while the time is awkward, I do think this year of broadcasting has felt a lot more entertaining and a bit more like mm-hmm. because of there's more variety and it's a bit more chill so i feel like the lcs experiment is working and i'm hoping that they'll develop it more for the summer uh split after msi but that's a couple months away so we'll worry about that then um and then also just shout out to you guys for uh picking up the slack while i was away and actually one more thing because it dropped last week while i wasn't here to uh, be on the show and talk about it, but shout out to Lycor, the artist who made the emoji versions of us mm. uh, that you see at the start of the show and that will hopefully uh, be put on the Twitch channel when I remind Sandy to put them on the Twitch channel, which is what I'm doing yes. them now. Uh, so yeah, shout out to those lol inspired <laughs> emojis. They look really awesome. I'm really happy with all of them, especially like I just like the that I mine's referencing the Gwen piece emote, which is the best thing ever. Uh, so yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> good times. There you go, perfect, love it. Knox, uh, how about you? Anything to say? Um, I would just say I need a new washer. That's all you <laughs> need to know. It's all that's all he needs to know. Knox uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna close this out. Actually, true. Ooh, yeah, there there's a huge pile of clothes over here that I have not been able to do. Yikes! Hate to see it. Uh, I'm gonna close this out with a joke. Uh, and here's the joke. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Uh, so I decided the other day that I am going to write a book about all the things I should have done with my time, mm-hmm. and I'm going to call it my autobiography. Uh, That's the show, everybody. Uh, we'll be back everyone. next week to discuss week five of LCS. Curly has left the show completely out of frame. He's quit. So for now, stay safe out there. Don't forget to hit the head on the nail and we'll see you all very very soon adios everybody have a good one guys peace y'all